Lord's going to turn me around. I'm going to talk about that tonight. Tonight, I want to preach on this thought just a little while, and then I'm going to let you be seated as I read my scriptures tonight, because I'll probably be teaching as I go. I won't go back. Turn around to your neighbor and say, hey, don't go back. Don't go back. We're not going back. We're not walking away from this thing. We're not going. What, what would you go back to? What would you go back to? Let's pray together for the word tonight. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for those that have been able to come out to your house tonight to worship you and hear from your word. Lord, I pray you would just bless, Lord, these lips of clay for just a few moments, God, and help me to say a word, speak something that would help us or encourage us tonight. God, give us strength to walk another mile. And Lord, I'm just praying our hearts will be good ground tonight. We're going to praise you for all these things. Thank you for being our hope, our help, and our strength. We just bless your name tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. What a great God we serve. What a great God we serve. Thank you, Lord. You can be seated. God bless you tonight. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord. You know, there's one thing about living for God. You're going to have to have a made-up mind. God doesn't force us into servitude. He made, a, uh, he made a, a call, follow me. That put the ball in our court. The Bible says he draws us, he calls us out of darkness. The ball's in our court. We have to make a decision. Will I answer the call? Am I going to do this? Am I going to move forward and follow him uh, or am I going to ignore this call to a better life, to a better walk? I won't go back. And friend, I can, I can stand here tonight and talk about all the things I went through before I came to God, and it would be enough for anybody to say, oh, yeah, I wouldn't go back either. Uh, but it's not just about that. I, I'm not backing up on in this life with him. I'm not going back on what God has given me. You know, sometimes people will get hired at a place, they'll get a job, man, they'll, and they'll overachieve because they want to make a good impression on the boss. But after a while, they've been there a while, they figure their job's secure. Well, they come in five minutes late. They leave five minutes early. They take a long lunch break. They, they nap in the truck, you know, maybe skim a little bit, borrow things. You know, they, they just... Oh, I'm hired now. I got a job. I'm drawing a paycheck. I don't have to give it my all. They, they start backing up on who they were at the beginning. I remember when I got hired on this job one summer, just uh, construction work. They were building the General Mills plant down in Covington. And, and that first day, you know, man, I, of course, back then, you know, 25, 24, 25 years old, man, you're stout, you're strong. You can work in the heat. It don't knock you out like it does when you're 55. But, man, I was, my supervisor, he was out there. He said, I need this, this stack of lumber. This stuff's got to be taken over here and done that. Well, I was grabbing, you know, about four of them eight-foot two-by-fours and throwing them on my shoulder. And I'm trucking across through there. And he said, now, he stopped me when I come back. He said, now, look. He said, if you're going to do that all day, he said, all right. He said, but don't come out here uh, showing out for an hour and then don't do nothing for the last seven. <laughs> he said, pace yourself. He said, don't be trying to, he said, you ain't out. He said, you got the job. He said, you ain't got to impress nobody. He said, just, he said, but I don't want you dropping dead in the heat out here either because you're trying to carry everything at one time. And that, but that's what I was doing. I was, I'm going to show them what I got. But 
you know, he said, be slow and steady and keep going. Be real. Because you know you can't do that for eight hours. And he was right. I couldn't have. But uh, it would have killed me. And, and the thing is, is when we start walking with God like this, it can feel like that sometimes. Things can get going really good. And then, well, maybe I don't have to pray every day. Maybe I don't have to be at every service. Maybe I don't have to, you know, maybe I don't need to really fast anymore. Maybe I, you know, we start, we, we, we know we've been washed. We know we've been filled with the Spirit. But, but it's, these, it's these little things that we, we're doing all the time that all of a sudden, was that really necessary? I ain't going back. I'm not going back. And this is what changed my life. I'm not going to start shaving it. I'm not going to start trimming it down, trying to make it fit my life now. But but I'm going to grab this thing as a whole. It was the whole gospel that got me. I'm going to keep the whole gospel. Paul said it in his life. He said, I kept the faith. I didn't lay nothing down. I didn't hide nothing. I didn't put nothing on the shelf. He said, I held on to what changed me. I want to hold on to what changed me. I don't want to be drawing back. In the book of Hebrews, the writer, uh, Hebrews chapter 10, we'll start right here in verse 35. He's given a piece of advice. He said, cast not away. Don't throw away your confidence, which has a great recompense of reward. Your confidence in this walk that you have, this confidence in the God you serve. You, you remember how uh, man, when, when God shook you and you said, man, there ain't nothing like this. And man, you, you believed God for everything and you trusted God for everything. And he said, don't ever throw that away. Don't ever lose your confidence in the God that made you so happy. The God that made you shout. The God that made you uh, run these aisles. The God that, that filled you with the Spirit and you spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. The, the same God that washed you clean with His blood. He said, don't lose that confidence, that joy. Oh, you was telling everybody, then keep telling everybody. Don't draw back. Don't go back. Don't go back to, to being on your own. Don't go back to hiding in a shell. Don't go back to, to, to that life that, that, that was no good. But keep on doing what made you happy. Oh, I was happy to go to church. I was glad to go to prayer. I didn't mind when they called a fast. I didn't mind uh, what the, when the scripture convicted me or touched my heart. I didn't, I didn't try to, to uh, analyze it and reason it away, but I just said, by faith, I'll just follow the word. I want to keep going with him. He said, because... In keeping that confidence, you have a great reward coming. But he's talking to the saints of God. He said, saints, you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. In other words, something's coming. But you have need of patience. Too many times people run out of patience. I've used this example before. You know what I'm talking about. But just a little simple thing is that I don't have very much patience with lines, waiting in line. Friend, I will leave a buggy full of stuff before I'll wait in a line. I will pull out of that parking lot before I'll wait in a line at a drive. That hamburger ain't worth me losing my mind for the next 30 minutes. 
you know, I'll go home and eat a sandwich or something, but I am not going to lose my Holy Ghost over waiting in that line. Just ain't worth it. And sometimes we forget that when God has promised, he's faithful. But he said, after you have done the will of God. Now, there's two other scriptures that pop to my mind with patience. Number one, let patience have her perfect work, her complete work. Let patience do what it's supposed to do. And he said, for in your patience, you possess your soul. You better realize that sometimes this quitting and bailing out and dropping off because it hadn't come yet, your soul's hanging in the balance. We don't think about how serious it is sometimes when we just uh, throw these words out like I'm just going to go back. I'm just going to walk away. I'm just going to quit. You don't realize how God takes that, how serious he is about hearing people that he has done nothing but bless, make statements that they might just turn their back and walk away. Hello. So, Pastor, you're serious tonight. Yeah, I'm serious because living for God is serious. And this world will make you think it's just like another club, some other social function that goes on around the world. But, but friend, heaven is coming. And heaven don't just happen. And if we start backing up, we got somewhere to go. We got to keep moving forward. We're following him. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. And he said, so you don't get your feelings hurt when the Holy Ghost says, hey, be patient. Ain't nothing I used to hate worse than anything if my mom and them say, just be patient. Couldn't wait for nothing when you was a kid. I need it now. Be patient. Oh, it make you want to throw a rock. You just be, just be mad over that word. And some people like that with the Lord. Just be patient. I'm doing something. I'm working on something. It's going to be for your better. He said, after that, you might that you would receive that promise, because the promise is coming. Listen, for yet a little while. Oh, I know that his little while is a lot different than our little while. But he said, in a little while, he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now, we associate this often, you know, of course, with the coming of the Lord. He's coming back. We know he's coming back. But this thing that's coming, whether it's your promise, whether it's your answer, whether it's your deliverance, whether it's your healing, your miracle, your word, whatever it is, it's coming. But just because it don't come when you want it don't mean it ain't still on the way. We're more patient with Amazon Prime than we are with the Lord. Come on, somebody. I know I've said this before. We wish, we wish them miracles had a tracking number on them. Has it been through? Has it made it through the processing center yet? Is it held up in customs? Where is it at? I want to check and see. But when the writer wrote this, he, I feel like he, he referenced in part, he went back to Habakkuk 2 and 3. And the prophet said there, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. What you've seen has a time appointed to it. What you heard has a time appointed to it. There's a promise coming, but there's a time appointed. He said, but at the end, when it's complete, when everything's done, 
It will speak and it won't lie. If it tarries, wait for it. If it ain't there yet, wait for it. If you didn't get it last week, wait for it. If you don't get it tonight, wait for it. Wait for it because it will surely come. God's word will accomplish what it is set out to do. He said it won't return void. So his word, it might tarry, but it, it's going to be there. That promise might be tarrying, but it's coming. Come on, somebody. I know you've been praying. I know you got needs. I know you got a list. I, I get that. We all do. But we've got to have patience. And after we've done the will of God, when we've just served him and lived for him, done what we're supposed to do, just keep walking. How many times were they walking with Jesus and they knew they needed something, and, and, but they just had to keep walking until they got to it? One time Jesus was preaching. People began to walk away and he turned around and looked at the 12. He said, will you also walk away? You've been walking in the right direction. You've been following me. You've been watching me. You've been listening to me. I've been providing signs and wonders and miracles. I've been producing things for you, man. We've, I, I, I've fed multitudes in your presence. You've watched it all. You've been walking in the right direction, but now are you going to turn around and go back? And Peter said, to whom would we go? To whom? We are sure that you have the words of eternal life. And we are sure that you are the Christ. We know who you are and we know what you've got and we know what we've heard and we're not going anywhere. A lot of people didn't understand what Jesus was preaching in that message. They said, this is just too hard to hear, so we're going to leave. Just because you don't understand something that God is doing or saying or speaking or preaching or teaching in your life is not a reason to abandon him. Because he don't abandon us when he don't understand why we're losing our minds and why we're not praying and why we're not reading and why we're not going to church. He don't walk away. He said, I'll be with you always. He said, now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. And then the writer said, but that's not us. We are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but we are of them. We're that people called by his name, washed in his blood, filled with his spirit, called out of darkness. Come on, somebody. <laughs> we are those people that are going to believe until the saving of the soul. Now, friend, the, the saving of the soul is going to happen when you hear that trumpet or when you come out of the ground or are caught up in the air. Salvation is a continual process. It hits you, you live in it, and then one day it'll have a culmination and we'll be there and our faith will end. That'll be the end of faith, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. That's what's coming. You see, we're not of them that draw back. In other words, I'm not going back. I'm not going back because I'm having to wait a little while on something. Don't act like when you're waiting that you're the only one having to wait. 
See, now, when I'm in that drive-thru line, that's the way I feel. I forget about the other 15 cars. I'm mad at them because they're in front of me. Y'all the one holding up my miracle. Y'all the one keeping me from my hot fries. My fries will be cold by the time I get there. You know, it's, I, I'm, I, and really, I don't even know who they are, and I'm mad at them. Why don't y'all just, if y'all would just leave and leave and leave, then I would get there sooner. But everybody's waiting, and everybody's mad. Mad at the one in front of them. Mad at the one behind them honking the horn. Mad. Mad at the people in the drive-thru window because they can't understand what they're saying on that speaker. Just mad. And it happens. But I'm not mad at God. Mm -mm. And I'm not mad at the way he works because I have learned some things serving God that it might not come when you want it, but it'll be there right on time. The Lord knows how to deliver. The scripture says he knows how to, to deliver the godly. He knows how to take care of his kids. He knows how much we can take. There's no temptation taking us, but such is common to man. The scripture says, but God is faithful and will with the temptation make a way of escape that I can bear it. And when I feel like I'm just about had all I can take, here comes the answer. If you ever quit, I promise you, you quit early because God's done said, I'm coming through. I'm going to come through. If we ever quit, then we quit early. We quit too soon. We quit right at the edge of our miracle because God always comes through. He don't almost come through. He always comes through. He's always making a way. He don't ever fail. He don't ever miss the mark. He never late. He's always right there when it's supposed to be there. God has called us. And this man said, we do not draw back unto perdition. Perdition is, the word means ruin, loss. And that can either be physical, spiritual, or eternal. When we draw back, we are in danger of messing up our natural life. Ain't nothing gets more out of control than your natural life when you start walking away from God. Your spiritual life is in ruin and hey, that eternal life is in jeopardy. Drawing back results in spiritual destruction and can lead to loss of salvation. Hello. We do not draw back. The words that Jesus spoke, follow me. Those two words alone let me know I'm supposed to move forward. If you're following me and I'm walking, we're going forward. If I'm following him, I'm moving forward. God don't call us to go backwards. There's scripture after scripture that tells us, don't be mindful of the country that you came out of. He told Lot's wife, don't look back. Over and over again, there's nothing behind you. There's nothing there. Oh, don't start longing for those days. Don't start longing for that past. Don't start longing for that life that was about to destroy your eternal soul that God washed you and called you out of. Don't, 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 don't get homesick for that stuff. But keep following. Keep moving forward. That's a Follow me is a forward motion because we've got a goal to get to. The scripture says we're in a race. Well, when you're in a race, there's a finish line. Well, you don't, when you're knelt down at the starting blocks and that gun goes off, you don't start going backwards. 
You run frontwards because you've got to get to the line. You've got to cross the line. And you'll never get there by drawing back. You'll never get there by going in the wrong direction. You've got to keep moving forward. Don't let anything stop your forward motion with God. Is that all right? Come on, somebody. Come on. I'm trying to help you tonight. I'm, I'm preaching to myself. I'm, I'm reminding myself. I'm trying to encourage myself. Pastor, hold on. Hang in there, boy. Don't give up now. Don't let the, the way this world is shaking and moving, don't let things knock you off the mark. Don't get your eyes on everybody else and other things and, and other places and, and, and wonder. You keep doing what you know to do. You keep doing what God called you to do. You keep living what God called you to live. Keep moving forward. And he said, I'll make you fishers of men. He told those guys, I, I, I'm going to make something out of your life. It'll be different than the life you're living. Don't be shocked if all of a sudden this life with God is so different than the life you were living. It should be. It's supposed to be. We were dark, now we're light. We were unrighteous, now we're righteous. We were unholy, now we're holy. We were not a people, but now we're a people. We were far off, but now we're near. Come on, it's, it's opposite every direction you look at it. Any way you picture it, it's different. Complete opposites. Friend, there is no faster way to halt the process of moving forward with God than to stop or draw back, to start moving backwards, start retreating. Because let's just say this is your old life. And the Lord says, hey, I'm calling you. And you start moving forward with him. Every step back, I'm closer to where he called me from. You know, this whole walk, this whole life with him is, is it talks about walk. We walk by faith. We, you know, we, we run this race. He orders our steps. It's all about the steps you're taking. And when you're taking steps, you're moving forward. But friend, backward is backward. It don't matter if it's a step. Just a shuffle. I'm still closer to where he called me from. And he's trying to get me, put distance between who I was and who he wants me to be. He said, I called you out of that life to get you to a new life. I called you out of that life to get you to a new home. I called you to make something different than who you were. Friend, them, them disciples, they come from a bunch of different backgrounds. Some of them were fishermen. Some of them were tax collectors. Some of them were, they, you know, they were diff just different things. But he said, I'm going to make something out of all of you. But you're all going to have to follow me to see it happen. You can't be going backwards. You've got to stay right here in the faith. I don't want to be going back after he called me. There's no reason. There's no excuse great enough to ignore him or to put him off. In Luke chapter 9, in verse 59, the Lord said, to another, follow me. But this guy said, Lord, let me go home and bury my father. But Jesus said, let the dead bury their dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. Don't let nothing stop you from the call that he's put on your life. You do what I asked you to do. I'm not going to force you. This is what I'm telling is the best thing you can do. 
I called you. I said, follow me, but I'm not going to drag you. In verse 61, another one said, Lord, I will follow you, but isn't that something? We love it when it's but God. But it never works out that way when it's us talking to him going, but. There's always an excuse coming. There's always, oh, I, something else I got to do, Lord. He said, you know, I'll follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. Let me go back to where you are calling me from. Let me go back to that place, that familiar place. But Jesus said, no man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. That's tough. That's the Lord. Jesus said it. Don't be mad at pastor. Jesus said it. He said, I called you to something greater. I called you to something better. You know, when he talks about uh, not being fit for the kingdom of God, it reminds me of Paul he, he, when he wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and he, he said, don't you know that unrighteousness will not inherit the kingdom of God? And he began to put this long list out of things that we had all been. He said, and such were some of you, but now you're washed and sanctified and justified. God changed us. He changed our life. He washed us in his blood, filled us with his spirit, made us part of his body. We're going to be the bride of Christ. We're the church that the gates of hell cannot prevail against. Come on. God has given us this great call on our life, but he expects us to follow him. All I'm asking is just follow me. And if you'll follow me and really follow me and be sincere and follow me and keep following me, you won't want to go back because the things you're going to see and the things you're going to experience and the things that's going to happen in your life are going to be so outstanding, you'll never want to turn around and go back. But if you keep saying, I'll follow you, but every once in a while I, I want some visitation rights with my old life. That don't, that don't work. I don't need to go back to that. What would I go back to? Why would I go back to those things? Why would I go back? Backwards is backwards. I can't follow him going backwards. If somebody says, hey, we're going to this place. I don't know where it's at. Well, follow me. You take off in drive and they take off in reverse. You're going in opposite directions. And you're not going to get to the place you're supposed to go because you're just creating a bigger distance between you and the one you're following. I don't want to create a gap between me and God. I want to get closer to him. I want to get nearer to the purpose that he has for my life. I want to be so close to him that I'm, I want to be right there beside him. I want to be just right there. What, Lord? I'm right here, Lord. Whatever, Lord. Send me, Lord. I just want to be right here where you are. I don't want to be farther away. Listen, one scripture, one commandment, one principle that is neglected, rejected, or ignored, that's backward. There's a lot of people that... You know, that once you have come to God and you're serving God and, and you're, you're going to meet people in this world that will look you right in the face and say, you don't have to do all of that. 
Oh, we, we jump, shout, and talk in tongues where I go. We don't have to do all that. And if you're getting farther away from the Lord, you'll say, you know, you'll start considering that. But I'm going to tell you something. Everybody talking in tongues, they talking in tongues because it's the Spirit. Oh, I know churches where they teach them how to talk in tongues. I know about churches where they used to lock them in a room trying to make them talk in tongues. And people will walk away from what they had proclaimed loudly was the greatest thing they've ever found because somebody else decided, you ain't got to do all that, decided for them. You don't let nobody talk you out of what you got. You don't let nobody talk you out of who you are in God. You don't let them pull you farther away. Listen, again, backward is backwards. And here's the thing. Moving backwards, it might not take your position. It might not take your title. Oh, I know people that went completely backwards and they still pastoring. They still got that title, still got that position. But you're going to sacrifice the power and the anointing and the authority. You're going to be the leader of a club. But the thing is, they think, well, what about that? I quit doing that and I'm still pastor. I have talked to people and heard people that, that used to believe just like this. And they walked away from it, even denied the name of Jesus. And they said, yeah, when I was in the apostolic church, I used to speak in tongues and give messages and God would speak to me, but that don't happen no more. Well, I wonder why. Because you've cut the power. And so you might keep your title, your position, you could even hold your card, but you, you lose your authority, you lose your power, you lose your anointing. You might even remember the scriptures. Hey, backing up don't make you forget scripture. It just changes how you view them, how you approach them, and how you follow them. Because you can't, follow, you, can't, you can't apply them the same way if you're moving backwards than when you were moving forward. That's a whole different direction. Mm. Well, I still get chill bumps, though. Okay. I do, too. I get chill bumps when I go outside and it's cold. I get chill bumps if something scares me. I get chill bumps. Man, I get chill bumps if I hear classical music sometimes because it's so beautiful. I get chill bumps when I feel the Holy Ghost. Chill bumps or chill bumps. I had somebody tell me one time, this is crazy. Because we was talking about that. And they said, because we was talking about getting in. This is why I was new in church, though. So I didn't really know how to approach it. But uh, later on, I learned, whew. Uh, but anyway, we were talking about that. Oh, I felt the prep. Man, my hair was just standing up on my arms. I had big old goosebumps. They, they said, I get chill bumps when I hear Bon Jovi sing. So that let me know right there that chill bumps don't mean nothing 
<laughs> so, uh, you know, Lord bless Bon Jovi. I mean, he needs the Holy Ghost too. But, uh, you know, but I don't think I've ever heard a song of his that gave me chill bumps. But what I'm saying, I don't, I don't want to be moving backwards in this life. This life has one direction and it's forward. We are moving forward in him. Listen, if you're tripping up over your past, you know what that, it means one of two things. Either you're going in the wrong direction because the past is where? Behind me. And if I'm tripping over it, one of two things are happening. I'm backing up or either... I have restored my past to its old place and now it's in the present. I don't want to be restoring what God delivered me from back to its, the place it used to have in my life. Mm -mm. I want the past to stay where it is and I want to keep, I want to, be, get, I want to get so far away from it. And you believe me, you, you, you don't believe me right now. But you will. You keep walking with God and before long your past won't be nothing but a memory. It won't be, it, 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 it'll be as bothersome as, a, as a, maybe a little gnat. It won't bother you anymore. But you got to start putting some distance between you and that old life. And so it, every day, that's why we always talk, man, if you've served God one day, you've went too far to turn back. Because, man, you're headed in the right direction. You're putting distance between you and things that were going to destroy you for eternity. One step, one inch backward, farther away, and that's too far. Peter, when he was writing about these end times, he said in 2 Peter 3 and 17, he said, Beloved, seeing that you know these things before, beware. lest you also are led away with the error of the wicked and fall from your own steadfastness. There's people that tell you you can't fall. But that ain't what, what the preacher said here. He said, be careful, be careful, be careful. Beware so that you don't get led away with the error of the wicked and then fall from your own steadfastness or from your commitment, your consistency. Not just, not just big things, but don't, don't fall away from that commitment that you made to God. Don't fall away from being consistent in praying and reading and doing the things and, that you're supposed to do. Be consistent in those things. Keep moving forward with God. Paul asked the church in Galatians, Five, seven, and eight. He said, you did. That's past tense. In other words, you were running well, but who hindered you that you should not obey the truth? Because this persuasion does not come of him that called you. God will never call you farther away from his word, farther away from his truth. Hello? If you're doing something, if somebody's telling you you can do something that moves you farther from him, it ain't the Lord, and the Lord didn't send them. He said, so who are we listening to? The Bible says there are many spirits that are gone out into the land. Try the spirits. 
and know whether or not they be of God. Know whether or not it come from the Lord. Who are we listening to? Who are we giving our power to? Because anything other than the truth that you were obeying, that's not of Him. Don't let nothing move you away from the truth that has changed your life and saved your soul. Keep moving forward in God. In 2 Peter, or 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9, familiar scripture to us, be sober, be vigilant. In other words, be alert, be watching, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. The word devour means to swallow up entirely. When you devour something, there's nothing left. He said, resist him steadfast in the faith. You know what we do in faith? We walk. Sometimes that resistance is just, I'm going to keep walking with God. That's how I resist him. He wants you to, to, to run and, and, and run off and change your course. But I'm going to resist him in the faith. I'm going to keep walking with God. And know that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. We're not the only ones and you're not the only one and I'm not the only one going through these things. Other people are going through it too. And they're your brothers and your sisters. They're part of the church. But he said, be sober and vigilant because this devil, this roaring lion, listen, I know that we've got power over him, but make no mistake. And I'm not giving him glory, but I'm telling you, he's good at what he does. He is evil and he is wicked and he hates God's people. And he will pull out every stop. He will try every trick. He will do every mean and nasty thing to devour you, to get you. He is full of nothing but death and destruction, and he's a master of it. He knows how to make people fall. He knows how to make people back up. He knows how to make people let go. That's why we've got to resist him in the faith. In the natural, I was watching, reading the scripture, it reminded me of watching a video. Of, you know, everybody knows I love lions. Of course, we've got a lion, the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's greater than this lion. But in the natural, I was watching a lion. They were hunting. They attacked this, this animal. It was, I think it was a zebra. They got it down. And while that animal was, and this is terrible, I know, because it was awful, that zebra was still alive. And they were just tearing pieces off of it. And it was still alive. It got up, and its insides were hanging out. And it was stumbling around, walking. And then they would go knock it down. They was tearing another piece off of it. Didn't devour it all at once piece at a time, a piece at a time. But each time the, the animal was the worst for it. There was no recovery after a certain point. It was headed toward death. And the devil will take from you a piece at a time. He, he's a, I don't have to try to, he, he's not so huge he can just swallow you up. He said, I'll just take a bite here and a bite here and a bite here. They're just stumbling around, staggering around. They, they can't even run away anymore. They're just staggering around. 
you and I have got to keep moving forward. We've got to keep moving forward and following him and resisting this devil. He wants to pull you back. He wants you to draw back. He wants you to be lost. He don't care about your stuff. He don't care about your physical body. He cares about your soul. His whole deal with Job wasn't about, let me just take your stuff so I can have it. He said, I want to hurt him so bad that he will curse you to your face, God. And he wants to get you so wound up and tore up and messed up that you'll back off from God, that you'll throw in the towel, that you'll walk away, that you'll shake your fist at God in anger and say, why are you doing this to me? I'm not going back. I won't go back. I have made up my mind that I will serve the Lord. I'm going to serve the Lord with gladness. I'm going to keep going no matter what the enemy does, no matter what happens. I'm going to keep living for God. Come on, somebody. Anybody got a made-up mind? I know it's, it's pretty, pretty stout and pretty serious, but, but I'm, I'm trying to find out, have we made our mind up? Because we're enjoying the blessings of the Lord and the Holy Ghost is falling and, and people are getting filled and we're watching healings and miracles and, and God is just moving all over the place. And we're very excited about that. But none of that stuff will keep you if you have not made your mind up to follow him. Holy Ghost Church will just become another form of entertainment. It'll just become another hobby unless we have made our mind up that we're going somewhere. Are we following the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Are we going to serve him and live for him? Have you made your mind up? One writer said, my heart is fixed. In other words, it's in a location that it ain't moving. My heart is fixed on God. I'm following him. We're supposed to run this race looking unto Jesus, not looking everywhere else. You can't run this race looking everywhere else, trying to find something better, something new, something flashy. Keep your eyes on the one that doesn't change. He doesn't change, and his word doesn't change. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. It's it. It's settled forever. The scripture's forever settled in heaven. That means it'll never change. It'll always be one Lord, and his name is Jesus. It'll be one faith, and it'll be one baptism in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. That's the gospel. There's one gospel. I'm going to keep following what got me here, what has kept me, what has blessed me, what, is, what has held on to me. I'm watching the clock. I've got nine minutes. In Philippians, Paul, what incredible just without just reading you know, his letters. Go back and just study, really study his life and watch where God brought him from and watch what God did in his life. He said this, Philippians 3 and 8. He said, Doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. And he said, for Jesus, I have suffered the loss of all things. But I just count them as dung. Their waste, their refuse, all that stuff is, is nothing to me so I can win Christ. We're going to have to put some things behind us. We're going to have to 
throw some stuff out so we can win him. And now be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Now listen to this. He said, it's not as if I have already attained. With all the revelations he had had, all the preaching he's doing, the miracles, signs, and wonders that were following Paul, he said, it's not as though I have already attained or that I were already perfect, but I follow after. You don't have to have it all together to keep following him. Quit trying to be perfect and then say, I'll follow him. He said, I don't have it all together. I hadn't reached it yet. I'm not complete, but I follow. No matter what I'm struggling with, I'm going to follow. No matter how insufficient I feel, I'm going to follow. No matter where I think I lack, I'm going to follow. I messed up today, but I'm going to follow. I might mess up tomorrow, but I'm going to still follow. We've got to stop putting on us something that even God don't put on us. We put so many limitations on ourselves and, and the Lord's like, why? Why do you stop? Why do you quit? Just keep following. You know how many times he rebuked Peter in them three and a half years, just the times that are recorded? What about all the things that John wrote said? There's a lot of things he did that if we wrote it all, the books couldn't contain it. Don't you know this was a pattern with Peter. And I'm sure so it didn't get monotonous. He didn't say, I, I can't write every time he told Peter, Peter, chill. But that didn't just happen one or two times. I, I, I'm, I'm here to think that, that Peter was, uh, he was that piece of clay that, oh, here we go again. <laughs> but you know what Peter did? Followed. He, he had the keys and he was happy. He was jingling them for everybody to see. And the Lord turned around and said, get behind me, Satan. Put these keys up. <laughs> yeah. But Joey followed him. Just kept following him. Just kept following him. Because he, he made that statement. He, he knew, he said, where would we go? So you made a mistake, but where are you going to go? So you don't know everything yet. You can't quote the whole Bible. But where will you go? Come on, somebody. Somebody hurt my feelings. Where are you going to go? Jesus didn't hurt you. Jesus didn't break your heart. Jesus didn't give up on you. Where are you going to go? Keep following the Lord. If it, was, if it was the best life at the beginning, it's still the best life now. We've got to keep following him. He said, so... I got you where, where I was at. He said, I follow after. If that I might apprehend or catch that for which I am also apprehended. He said, it's, I'm trying to catch what's caught me. I'm trying to apprehend what's apprehended me. I'm trying, the Lord got me. I'm trying to get him. It was easy for him to get me. I'm trying to get him. And so I, I'm, I'm trying to, to, to 
catch the, this thing here. I'm trying to, I want that prize in Christ. I want to win Christ. He said, brethren, I don't count myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, I forget about those things that are behind. I forget about holding the coat of Stephen while those men stood by and stoned him. I forget about all the people I locked up or pressured them until they recanted the name of Jesus. I forget about all the mistakes that I made so I can reach forth to the things that are before me. I'm not going back. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us, let us therefore, as many as be perfect, you know, Again, that doesn't mean without fault. It means that we are complete in him. And he said, if as many of us that are in him, let us be thus minded. And if in anything you be otherwise minded, God will reveal this even to you. Whenever you feel like I'm not going to press forward and something's going on and you're, you're backing off, God's going to press on you. Hey, you're going the wrong way. This is not good for you. Stop it. Well, if God would just, I promise you, you don't never, ever do wrong without saying, Holy Ghost, just step aside so I can get to this. Because the Spirit leads you in all truth. And whenever we make those decisions of our own, we, we shot right past the Holy Ghost going, don't you do it. That's the truth. If the Lord sees us going into something that will hurt us, you don't think he's going to try to quicken us and warn us? He will. But we let our flesh, the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Paul said it. He said, the, the evil that I don't want to do, I end up doing. We was in good company with, with Paul, but Paul's telling us how to beat that. Now here, he said, nevertheless, and I, and I, two minutes, nevertheless, where to we have already attained, let us... Walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Now listen, there are three things from this passage of Scripture that I know that I have learned from the position that I am now at. Number one, I'm not who I used to be. Paul said, that, uh, he said, I've, I've suffered the loss of all things. And I count them done. I'm not the same person. I'm not who I used to be. The Bible says, such were some of you. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. We're not that person anymore. Number two, I know what it took to get here. Drop your nets. Count all things lost. Follow me. He gave his life. He shed his blood so I could do that. And we used to sing the old song, I've come too far to fail him now. I've come too far to break my vow. I've got to keep walking with him. And then the last thing I can tell you is that I have not yet arrived at my destination. It is a process. The Bible says in one place for me to glorify God in my body and in my spirit. Well, guess what? That does not always happen at the same time. Because we come into this thing a wreck and God washes our sins away and fills us with the spirit and we've got some work to do yet. But to where you have attained, you know what that means? To wherever you've gotten to, you keep going forward. You don't go backwards. I may not be where how I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be. I might not be yet who I want to be, 
but I'm not who I used to be. And so whatever level I've gotten to, I'm not going back. I'm just going to keep growing. The Bible says to grow in grace and knowledge of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm supposed to grow. That means, look, when something is bad wrong, if you see a kid, he's good, he's perfectly healthy baby, healthy toddler. He's a healthy adolescent. He's in his late teens. And man, all of a sudden he starts losing weight. It's like he's deteriorating. You know, he, he's not moving forward. He, he's, his body's, what's, what's the matter? Something's wrong. And when we start going backwards, when we get to a certain point in God, man, we're on fire and things are going right and all of a sudden we start moving backwards. Man, when we, you know, when we start losing that worship, we start losing that prayer, we start losing that Bible reading. We still got a head knowledge. We could still say it with our mouth. I believe in the Lord. But we're not doing. We're not following. We're not following. And you could be following somebody on a trip, catch a red light, and they get out of sight. You didn't have a way to contact them. They could turn off and go somewhere. And you'd be like, I'm following somebody, but I don't see them anymore. I don't want to be saying I'm following the Lord. I just don't know where he's at anymore. I don't know where. I want to keep my eyes on him. I want to be looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. I want to keep following the Lord closely. Paul said in Galatians 5 1, Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free and don't be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Keep going the right way. Keep doing the right things. As Paul said in Romans 6, walk in the newness of life. I won't go back. You can stand with me, honey, come to the music. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm shutting down. I can't draw back in what I believe. I can't draw back in what I know he did as to say it didn't really matter. Look, I've been in darkness. And now I'm in his light. I know the difference. And all the belief in the world, people say, oh, I believe, I believe. Well, let me tell you, all the belief in the world can't change the properties of darkness and make them light. You've got to be called out. He said, I called you out of darkness. Well, I can stay right here in the, in the dark, Lord, and I still believe in you. I believe you died for me. I'm calling you out. If you don't come out of darkness, you're ignoring his call. Do we know better than he does for what he's got for us? Surely not. We've been called out, away from, put distance between us. In Job 23 and 11, with all that Job was facing that he had gone through that he had suffered he said my foot has held his steps his ways have I kept and not declined when you decline that's going backwards he said my foot has held his steps I'm still walking the way God wants me to walk I hadn't changed it I've lost my children I've lost my possessions. My health is not good right now. 
but I am not going to walk away from God. I'm going to hold on to what God has been to me. Well, I'm thankful, as I'm sure you are, for what God has done in my life. God saved me from a life of destruction. He saved me from an eternity without Him. He saved me from just a lot of heartache and pain that I could have had in this life. Friend, I won't go back. Jesus, I won't go back. I might fall flat on my face, but I'm going to fall forward. I won't go back. I'm not going back, Jesus. Somebody lift your hands and tell him right now, Lord, I'm not going back. I, I might make a mess of some things and we might have to sweep up a little bit, but I'm not going back. I'm not going back to being lonely and miserable and, and, and just self-destructive. I'm not going back to that. I'm not going back to depression and anxiety and stress and fear. I'm not going back. I'm going to keep walking with you, Lord. I'm going to keep serving you. I'm going to be patient, God. Help me, Lord, to be patient. I'm going to keep doing what you called me to do. I'm going to keep following you, Jesus. I won't go back. You went to Calvary for me. You could have went back, but you didn't. You could have come off that cross, but you didn't. You didn't have to go in that grave, but you did. Oh, I'm not going back, Jesus.